Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Friday, June 30th. It is four minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is out today. And the dude, Jim Roberts, has decided to join us one more day. Thank you for having me another day. Hey, thanks for coming in. Um, so we had no power last night. We lost power around 4 o'clock. It yeah. didn't come on until about 4.30 this morning. We started off the show talking with Kelly Young from AES, and they said uh, she said an, as of an hour ago, AES still had over 42,000 customers who did not have power. I saw Hammer uh, send a tweet out earlier this morning, and as of 7.30, he still hadn't had he power still either. Have and power. he lost power when we did, so yeah. I, I feel a little bit fortunate that we got ours back on yeah. you know, in the middle of the the night because people plenty of people hammer included still without power it, it's like is this little house in the prairie time it, it you can't imagine how much you rely on power you can't cook anything you can't see anything we you were can't searching charge your phone you can't anything we, we were searching through the drawers looking for flashlights last mm-hmm. night i was like getting the candles out yep. looking for flashlights of course the batteries were dead in the flashlights it's, yep. it's just something that you never think about it until it's gone until and then you're happens. like oh, it's an emergency yeah um and at one point we went and sat in the car so we could plug our phones in because I knew I had to get the alarm. Uh, I knew I had to have an alarm set to get up this morning. And if the phone's dead, what am I going to do? Because that's my, so at one point we were open the garage door and uh, sat in the car for a minute to get some juice back in the phone. But thankfully uh, our power came back on at four 30. And uh, if you, if you know people that are without power, check on them and just sit tight. AES says that uh, this could be a multi-day restoration effort. Okay, it is six minutes after 10, and the Supreme Court is poised to issue the much-anticipated ruling today that will determine whether President Walnut, Joe Biden, can forgive student loan debt and move forward forward with that. The program would allow eligible borrowers to cancel up to $20,000 in debt. It's estimated to cost more than $400 billion, with a B, Dollars. It was blocked by the 8th U.S. Supreme Court of Appeals. They issued a temporary hold on that, and about 43 million people are eligible to participate. So here's the thing with the student loan debt. I know it affects a lot of people, uh, but you can't cancel debt. You can only transfer it. Somebody's paying for it one way or another. And Mm -hmm. if it's transferred, the transfer goes to us, the American taxpayer. Yeah. And at a cost of $400 billion. That's more than we've given to Ukraine. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I I, I think that there just seems to be this inherent unfairness for a lot of people when they look at this. It goes back to the 2008 financial crisis when Obama at the time kept talking about people that were underwater on their homes, people that had, you know, bought homes that they couldn't afford and couldn't afford to make their mortgage payments. And the government was talking about making their mortgage payments for them. And people lost their minds. And rightly so, Mm -hmm. because it encourages poor behavior. If you overstretched yourself, you bought more home than you can afford, and the government bails you out of that, 
all of the people that did buy play a by home, the rules. Play by the rules. It's it's this idea of government picking winners and losers again. Mm-hmm. You have people like us. We saved diligently for years for our daughter's college fund so that we could pay for our daughter to go to college. It was really important for us. And all these other people that took out loans. Getting them paid off feels just inherently unfair, and it feels like, again, the government trying to pick winners and losers. Yeah. Uh, Biden, he had a big sit-down on MSNBC yesterday. He was speaking with Nicole Wallace. It was a wide-ranging interview. That's what they say, wide-ranging. That means you cover a ton of topics. We're going to try and go through all of it. At the same time that was happening, Ron DeSantis had a sit-down interview with Jesse Waters from Fox News, and that also was a wide wide-ranging interview. So we're going to try and cover both sides of this. And we start off with Biden. And of course, he he, he said the Supreme Court was not normal. Not normal. That's not, Those were his words. The yeah. Supreme Court is not normal. Not normal. Um, so here they are talking about the Supreme Court. Remember the Federalist Society when you were uh, in another administration? In another party, in yes. Another, well, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> because, but the Federalist Society was, had a very, very strict construction of the Constitution. Yeah. And if it didn't they used the word, it didn't exist. But this administration, this, this, this court has gone beyond that. And, uh, and I just find it, um, I don't know how to express it find it just so out of sorts with the basic value system of the American people. And I think that across the board, the vast majority of the American people don't agree with a lot of the decisions this court is making. A lot of people do agree with the decisions that the Supreme Court is making. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's been for, this isn't a new occurrence, too. The data on this has been clear over years and years and years. People are not in favor of affirmative action, mm-hmm. whether it's in, in employment and in housing or in college admissions. Okay, so she goes on to ask President Biden about uh, January 6th and also uh, DOJ's investigation into that. And here's what he had to say really focus on Trump and his innermost circle's role in the January 6th coup plot. You've awarded medals to Harry Dunn and Officer Fanon and the others. Do they deserve to know why it took the Justice Department a year to open an investigation into the person that incited the insurrection? Look, I I made a commitment that I would not in any way interfere with the Justice Department, who they prosecuted, if they prosecuted, how they proceeded. I've not spoken once not one single time with the Attorney General on any specific case, not once. And But I do talk to him about law enforcement and all those other things. But the point is that I, I just think uh, we, there's been, there's what I mean about interfering in institutions. The last administration tried to direct the court, tried to push the court. I mean, all, whether it was the Fed or the court or institutions that were supposed to say hands off. Mm-hmm. So I've never engaged in that. And it's not my role to do Okay, in in one sentence, he says, I haven't spoken once, not one single time with the attorney general on any specific case. I do talk to him about law, enfor- law enforcement. It's the same. It's the same thing. And he, he starts it off by saying, I made a commitment mm-hmm. not to get involved in the DOJ. Well, you can make the commitment all you want to, but if you don't follow through with it, it's like the Seinfeld episode. You can take the reservation all you want to. It's the holding, it's the holding of the reservation that is really the most important part of it. So make all the commitments you want to, Joe, but you got to follow up and honor those commitments. I, I can't imagine that anybody actually believes him that he says, I haven't spoken once, not one single time with the attorney general about any specific case. It is your department. Department of Justice. 
It is the Biden administration's Department of Justice. And we know now how it is a weaponized, politicized, and there is two different versions. One for him and his family and one for you and the rest of America. Finally, they go on and she asks him about Putin and what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. And uh, Biden says that Putin is trying to split the West. Putin is, is one objective split the West. Mm-hmm. If he did that, we, we, we were in real trouble. Right. We've been able to hold everything together and to help and deal with focusing on making sure that the most significant invasion since World War II does not succeed. And that's why we continue to get significant support to Ukraine. And, uh, and so that's what I've spent a lot of time doing, including spending time with Zelensky uh, late. Okay, it's what he spends a lot of time doing. So much time, in fact, that just yesterday he called it uh, Russia's war with Iraq. But it's a lot of time. He spends a lot of time worrying about Iraq. He's so focused on it. And, uh, well, you know, that's why he's spending $500 million more just this week sending over money over there. So focused that they found an accounting error worth billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, He says that he believes in the instincts of the American people. And I really did think, I look, I know you're going to think I'm a little naive here after all these years, but I have great faith in the instincts of the American people. The instincts of the American people are that 74% say the country is in the wrong direction under your leadership. I believe those instincts are right on point. Finally... <laughs> and if you haven't seen the video, I just tweeted it out this morning at Casey Daniels 317. Biden awkwardly walks off stage while the TV cameras are still on him. Every American, whether they voted for me or not. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. That's, That's right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, We'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard from the president. So if you haven't seen this video, go to Casey Daniels 317 because she tweeted it out. I just keep Biden just ends the interview, walks off while she's still got the cameras rolling and he's walking in front of the camera. It reminds me of an SNL skit where like Will Ferrell would be interviewed as like playing the president and then just kind of awkwardly stares at the camera and wanders off in front of it. It, 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 You've got to go to Twitter and and, and look at that video. It's it's, it's, uncomfortable. So Nicole Wallace is saying as she's looking into the camera, don't go anywhere. He's going somewhere. (laughs) He's like, peace out. It's like like me at 12.01 on Friday before a holiday weekend. I'm out of here. We're like still on the air and I'm like taking the headphones off, walking out. He was just done. Okay, so now we turn our attention to the DeSantis interview that happened with Jesse Waters on Fox News. He says the country wants to move on from Biden and he may have the best take of the day right here from Ron DeSantis. He says that Kamala Harris is actually Biden's impeachment insurance. Do you think Biden is going to make it? Look, I think that people want to move on from Biden. I think that's very, very clear. I don't know if he's going to get that message. And so he may very well try to stick it out. We'll be ready for for whoever, because I think the thing about the Democrat Party is, yeah, Biden's got huge problems. We all know that. But we talk about this corruption. What does he have going for him? 
Harris is his impeachment insurance. <laughs> no matter what Biden does, nobody wants Harris. And so it's almost like just let him finish out. And, and it cuts against accountability because people know if she were president, Katie bar the door as bad as Biden did, it would get worse. And so they would have a real clown show uh, if Biden wasn't able to make it. <laughs> they go on to address the uh, the coal pizza ban that's happening in New York. And uh, DeSantis says that the libs just want to control your behavior of the city of all the things going on here. You got crime, you got homelessness, you got <laughs> drugs. They're going after ovens. Why does the government do that? They just want to control. You have an itch on the left. They want to control behavior. A lot. Of, we saw the same thing with COVID. A lot of that wasn't about your health. It was about they wanted to control your behavior. So they just don't want people to be happy and be able to make their own decisions. They were going after gas stoves in Florida. We made them tax-free. We may have to do some incentives for, for the coal-fired <laughs> pizza because you know what? Uh, we'll take it. They're going to want us to microwave this pizza. It's true. It's it's all about control and power. He's exactly right. Tying it back to COVID because that's what it was all about. Mm -hmm. COVID was all about control. We knew the masks didn't work. They didn't do anything. But the government wanted to control what you did, where you went and how you went about your day. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we've solved all of the difficult problems that we're now all the way down at the bottom of the list where coal fired pizza ovens mm -hmm. are our biggest concern. Uh, you say with sarcasm because clearly we have not solved all of our problems as we know 74% of people say that the country is heading in the wrong direction. And before we get to break, as the two uh, are eating pizza, Ron DeSantis and Jesse Waters, uh, Ron DeSantis has a few comments about the border, which he just visited. So you're running all over the place. You're in the border. You just got back from Texas. After seeing what's going on down there, has that changed your opinion of immigration? It confirmed what I had known. I've also been down at the border in Arizona, and it's worse than you think when you actually get down there. And the impunity with which the cartels operate, I was literally at a place in Arizona. There's a piece of wall that it just kind of stops. So the guy just goes on the other side of where the wall ends, look out, he just motions for people to go. There's no border patrol to be found. They're in town processing people. And so they're bringing product into our country. They're killing a lot of people. So one of the things that we, what I saw, the places where there were barriers, the cartels will actually cut through the steel beams and they'll smuggle in backpacks with a lot of drugs. So what I said is, wait a minute, we defend the territory of our own country. We'll have military, we'll have everyone down there. If you are in the cartels cutting through our fence to bring drugs in, that's going to be the last thing you do because we're going to leave you stone cold dead. We are having adequate rules of engagement. It is 18 minutes after 10. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Woo! Good morning, it is 
1022. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317. You can find us both right now on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. However, Rob Kendall is on paternity leave right now, and in his place is the dude, Jim Roberts, joining us. Uh, Fourth of July flight mayor continuing. Uh, more flights have been canceled, delayed today. And uh, coming up later in the show, we're going to talk, we're going to hear from Pete Buddha judge but we also are going to share some intimate south bend stories of pete buddha judge as uh jim had uh i, I don't know I, I wouldn't call it a relationship i knew he was an acquaintance he was yeah pete buddha judge and i were acquaintances and we would see each other on a fairly regular basis because of the industries we worked in and uh yeah we'll talk about that in a okay. little bit yep that's on the way but uh national geographic right now you know the iconic yellow framed magazine that has chronicled natural world for more than a hundred years yep they laid off the last of their remaining staff writers this week mm. so mm. national geographic they have 1.7 million subscribers at the end of last year that seems like a lot to me for a magazine that, in today's age to still right. have 1.7 million subscribers yeah that seems like an inc- a huge amount yeah they're gonna continue to publish monthly issues but only to subscribers you're not going to be able to buy the magazine on the news so you stand. can't go to barnes and noble and pick right. up a copy the only way you're going to get it is to you know pay for a whole year and, and get, get a the subscription. subscription. But I don't know what's going to be in it because they just fired all their writers, just maybe a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious because you have some experience in this and uh, I know my dad used to get the magazine. Are they worth anything if you have a big collection? Because there's people who collect all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so I'm way too far into collectibles, more than I should be. So um, unfortunately, now there are some magazines that are collectible, but but National Geographic really aren't. Not uh, one of them? Not any of them. But that's not to say they won't be in the future. You know, you got to think back. There was a time when, when, you know, when baseball cards, nobody cared about them and they weren't viewed as collectible. And now they sell for, you know, tens of millions of dollars and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But, uh, but no, if you've got a big stack, of National Geographics in your basement, uh, there's really not much value in them, uh, at least today. Who, know, who knows what? Well, maybe so if you want to hold on to them for well, another decade, who knows? But sometimes that's how things work in the collectible world, especially if they stop printing altogether. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, there's no they new supply coming into the market that may make them more collectible. But but right now, they're, they're really not worth much. They're not worth much. Okay, so they could just be taking up space for you, unless you go back and read them. Sure, if you want to know, you know, what things were like in 62 and, and the in-depth reporting that they did, they were always fascinating. When I was a kid, I remember looking at them and they always mm-hmm. had, you know, pictures, uh, you know, of, of, of you know. Anim- far, far off lands. Yeah, it was always very international. Mm-hmm. You would see exotic animals and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and they were, it was pretty cool back in the day. Okay, so there's also this record high share of 40-year-olds in the U.S. who've never been married. Pew Research came out with this study, and they said 25% of 40-year-olds in the United States have never been married. And this is an increase uh, from 20%, which was about a decade ago. And in 1980, just 6% of 40-year-olds had never been married. So why are people not getting married now? It's a a growing trend. It is a good question. First off, Casey, I want to say thank you for saying yes when I asked you to marry me. Gross. Let's talk to Kevin. Not not only (laughs) because you're my best friend, but I couldn't imagine dating right now. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably why this number is so high, because dating is so difficult, which is counterintuitive, because you would think with social media and dating apps and all the connection that's so easily made today that you would be able to meet people much easier than the way you used to. But the, the data is showing it's actually going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, Kevin, you're single. You want to weigh in on this? Is there a, a lack of desire in your generation to get married? Is it a finance? I, I would think financially it yeah, would make more sense. That definitely plays a part. Does I also it? wonder if religion plays a role. Okay. Because I don't think religion is as popular with my generation as it was. Like you mentioned the 60s. Mm-hmm. What was it, 6%? Uh, well, that was in the 80s. Six, oh, only, eight. Yeah, 6% um, had not been married. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe, you know, religious people tend to get married younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that could be a small part of it. Well, and they also used to marry, you used to see people marry much more within their religion mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60 years ago. Not so much today. Do you find, uh, not that you're on the dating apps, Kevin, but do you find that you have to get your beliefs, your uh, political beliefs, your religious beliefs out in the open right at the start? Yeah, you have to list all of that on dating apps. You know, It's, it's like your pronouns now. Yeah, there's even, you can even list pronouns on there. Mm -hmm. And so I see, I've seen that a lot. Hmm. Um, Maybe it's because we have too much information about everybody and you can easily screen them. If you're, you know, screening for your political affiliation, I'm only going to date other other liberals or I'm only going to date other conservatives Mm -hmm. or it's easier to screen people out because now it's in your profile and everybody knows and you just go, nope, that guy's out. The other thing that this uh, research from uh, Pew Research said is that it is, it's, it's women that are leading this, that they're the ones who are more inclined not to get married than men. Men, yeah, they want to get married. The ladies are the ones who are saying, no, thank you. It is 1027. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1033. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall is out on paternity leave right now, and filling in for him is the dude, Jim Roberts, the guy that I hang out with a lot of times off the air when he's not here filling in. When I don't nudge him and say, you want to do it again? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for doing it again. Um, 317-684-8444. That's the phone number here. And uh, we got some phone calls, so let's get to them, and uh, let's uh, fire fire away, Kevin. Hello, fan of the show calling uh, with a couple of comments. Uh, Is it just me or has anybody else noticed that the substitute setting in for Rob Kendall, Jim Roberts, sounds an awful lot like Rob? Hopefully that's just a coincidence. Uh, One Rob Kendall is enough. (laughs) But my main comment is I will vote for Donald Trump again because many reasons, but I would like to give you one good reason. Donald Trump gave the most successful, the most popular radio personality in the history of radio the Presidential Medal of Freedom at 
the State of the Union address, which peeled the Democrats like never before. So that's one reason why I will vote for Trump, because he recognized Rush Limbaugh. Uh, love your show, and it's Friday, and let's all have a nice weekend after the crazy weather. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work. Mm. That was a nice phone call. Uh, you sound like Rob. I don't know. Do I sound like Rob? I don't think so. Kevin, do I sound like Rob at all? No, I don't think so. You sound okay. very calm and relaxed. And oh, well, thank you. It's very different than Rob. Uh, well, <laughs> it's it's not hard to sound calmer than Rob. I mean, all you got to do is just not to down just a tad and you're there. Uh, but to his uh, point about voting for Trump because he gave Rush Limbaugh uh, medal. Uh, hey, hey, that's I, just as good a reason as any I, we've I, heard, I, I, really. Mad, mad props to Rush Limbaugh. The mm-hmm. guy that started it all for us. So okay. I, I get that. So he says that Rush Limbaugh was the most uh, famous radio personality. You think he is more famous than Alan Friedman, who coined the phrase rock and roll? Alan Fried and, and, and uh, those guys? Yeah. I, different eras, so it's tough to compare. You well, know. What about Wolfman Jack? All of those guys. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Rush Limbaugh transcended politics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you can sit here and easily say that Rush was probably the greatest radio personality ever, bigger than you know guys like Howard Stern and mm-hmm. the old guys like Alan Freed and Dick mm-hmm. Clark and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we've got another call. Let's go. Carol, Rob, congratulations on the uh, on the newest addition to his family. And um, hey, by the way, um, let Jim know that that's not an administration. It is called as to Glenn Beck, and I agree with this completely, a Biden regime. <laughs> anyway, guys, have a good day. Oh, by the way, love you, Casey. Mm, you know who that is. That's our friend, yeah. Yeah, you've, you've met him at the... Um uh, Tales of the Track. Yeah, the Hammer, Hammer, and Hammer and Nigel Tales of the Track. Yeah, mm-hmm. the last both both last year with Tony Kanaan and this year with Ed Carpenter. Yeah, yeah we met him. Great okay. guy. Uh, what else we got, Kevin? Hey, guys. Hey, Rob. Congratulations, man. I'm going to have my daughter as the best event of my life. My only advice to you is to record everything, just not on your phone, but put it so where you can save it so your daughter can watch it. Start an old school photo album with real photos that she can look back on later with the videos. Casey, you need to do some research on your octopus. <laughs> They're one of the most amazing creatures on the planet. <laughs> They're smarter than humans, and it'd be great if you just did a little research. And I love your show. Yeah, octopi are actually very intelligent, I've heard. So he's talking, this is like the Mexican pizza thing. So there was an octopus that was left in a park in Columbus, Indiana, and we were trying to figure out what the deal was with that because it was somebody using it as food or was it a pet or what happened there? And it was a bizarre story because somebody had left it in the bathroom and it was kind of half in the toilet, half out of the toilet right. in a place where you wouldn't normally have an octopus. Now, my my comment was not whether they were smart or not. It was that they were kind of gross looking. Like, yeah, I, no, if I I'm think, in the ocean, I don't want to come across one of those. I think we've done our research. We, yeah, we know that octopuses are very, octopi, is that the proper, is that I, the proper grammar? Octopi- 
octopi is the plural form. Mm-hmm. Okay, then octopi. Yeah, they're very smart, very cool. And I've seen documentaries about octopi, and they're fascinating. They don't belong in a toilet, and uh, <laughs> uh, I have no idea why they were there. But according to Kevin, they're also very delicious. Right. Okay. Well, let's. <laughs> That's all the research I need about octopus. Really done. <laughs> we're moving on. At three one seven six eight four eight four four four. What else do we have? Hi, Rob and Casey. Um, just calling in to congratulate Rob on the expansion of his family. Honestly, there's nothing better than having a baby. Mm-hmm. And as far as advice, um, I would just throw away every parent advice book you bought, because I'm sure your wife bought a few, because we all did the first round. And just use your common sense. You you have great common sense, and I'm sure your wife does too, and you will learn to know your baby better than anybody else. So just ignore all the books mm-hmm. and go with your gut. Yeah. Congratulations again, and God bless. Bye-bye. That was, that was a nice phone call. Good advice, but hard to do, because when you have your first child, yeah. you're in this position of like I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such an important and 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 an honor to sit here and raise your child and you realize very quickly that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think that's why everybody does rush out and consume books and 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 read information on that, but she's right. You, you you know better. Yeah, follow your gut. She did give some good advice. Uh, we were actually going to go see uh, Olivia Kendall yesterday, but then the power went out and that big storm came in, so we yeah, didn't get a chance yeah. to. Maybe we will. Um, but you know what? I And I forgot to mention the phone call before that. Uh, the guy had mentioned print photos, and you had done that for me for Mother's Day one year. You know, with the digital age now, we all have the pictures on our phone, and we don't always get them printed anymore. And it was nice to actually have photos in my hand to rifle through. It does seem a little bit more genuine and real when you've got a printed photo as opposed to as opposed to swiping through your phone. And he's exactly right. Take as many videos and as much photo. Our daughter loved it when I would take video of her as a kid and then we would watch it together several years later. Mm -hmm. She and I would sit there for hours uh, and watch those videos of her from, you know, when she was younger and and really enjoyed it. Okay, uh, we've got uh, another phone call. Another something about the octopus again. Again? Yeah. As far as the octopus and the toilet story goes, <laughs> that part and the bathroom itself is only a matter, I mean, it's on the White River. The octopus, I mean, the toilet was only a matter of 100 or two feet from the edge of the river. I think somebody's trying to make it look like an octopus from the river <laughs> is getting into the toilet or something like that. Definitely <laughs> a prank. That's all. Thank you. I, 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 I may be wrong. But I don't think there's no I, way that octopus I, I, came from I that don't river. I think octopus are native to Indiana rivers. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, that freshwater octopus is really good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna be really <laughs> rare, huh? Well, and somebody told me on Twitter that I need to go to. Um, a uh, fish store in Cincinnati. They told yeah, me. Yeah, I guess like, there's a fish, a famous fish market in Cincinnati that uh, Jungle Jim's Market oh, yeah. in Cincinnati. You can get all the octopus you, know you want. I've heard a lot about it. It's like an international supermarket, and they have foods from all over the world. Put it the world. Do not look at me like, oh, we're going to Jungle we're, Jim's we're, we're Market. We're going to Jungle Jungle Jim's Fish Market in Cincinnati. For octopus. Maybe this weekend. You should. I don't know. Okay, we've got one last phone call. Uh, Kevin, let it rip. 
<laughs> First of all, congratulations to Rob. You're about to begin an amazing adventure. Uh, Casey, can the dude teach Rob how to sell software, and then we can switch these two out? Because you and Jim have amazing <laughs> radio chemistry together, and this show has never been better in the last two days. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice, that but believe nice. me, this is temporary. <laughs> Nobody is a bigger Rob Kendall fan than I am, so I can't wait for Rob to come back here, but that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah, we were texting uh, back and forth yesterday, and I was like, I want you to spend as much time as, as you need and you want with your daughter and family, but when are you coming back? We already miss Rob, so <laughs> we uh, miss Rob. enjoy you it. You do but... for sure, because you're working for free right now. Yeah. And quite frankly, we're spending a lot of time together. Too much. It's 1043. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob is out today and uh, Jim Roberts joining me in the studio. But also in here is Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel show. Number one show in the market. And you came waltzing in here wearing a very impressive shirt. Where does one pick up a Cubs shirt like that? This was picked up in Wrigleyville, Mm. actually. Last Cubs game I went to, got a little Cubs Hawaiian shirt here. Yeah. As Lumberg says in Office Space, Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. Mm. So if you want, you can wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. You've got a lot of flair going on. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. This is how I like to express myself, Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, we were talking off the air. You guys got your power back already, right? Yeah, about 4.30 in the morning, our power came back on. You sons of you-know-what. I so. was able to shower. Have you showered? I've showered. Okay. I showered in the cold, dark. Cold shower? <laughs> I've done a lot. No, we have um, the gas shower. Oh, so okay. I was able to have a hot shower, but everything's in the dark. Yeah. Which brings me to my motivation for this new Hammer and Nigel Records song. Okay. So last night, you know, it was a long show. We had a lot going on yesterday. Yeah. And then the storms came through, and just so we're talking about that then i go home there's no power it's not bad at first but then the sun goes down everything's dark then you realize well crap all the food is in the fridge Mm -hmm. and it's a mess so with that being my motivation i put this song together kevin and i'm gonna sing this live for you okay this isn't a recording i was listening to a little springsteen when i wrote this by the way yeah Honor of Rob. Got home in the evening. <laughs> and my power's been out all day. I was getting real hungry. <laughs> but I had no fridge or microwave. Made a run for the border. Yes! <laughs> Got six tacos with extra cheese. <laughs> That's a bad order. <laughs> and we didn't have any Febreze. I can't start a fire. It's dark, but I can't light the spark. Situation's real dire. Here I am just pooping in the dark. Woo! Hey, baby! Oh, 
Bruce Springsteen never sounded so good. Oh, that man. Was, that was amazing. You didn't light a candle or anything, huh? <laughs> took care of business in the dark. How do you know when you're done? <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He had that darkness retreat. Mm-hmm. I was there for about 20 minutes. I understand Aaron Rodgers now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I was like texting you wondering if the station still had power last night because at one point I was considering coming up here to take a shower. Yeah. Because I thought, there is no way I'm coming in here uh, as filthy as I was. We had power, but it was weird because some of our computers were down. Mm-hmm. We couldn't play any commercials for like two hours. Uh, so it was, yeah. you know, doing the show, mm-hmm. Matt Bear doing the show, Harrison Silcox. Like we were just rolling. At one point we just said, screw it. Let's just take some calls here and have some fun. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to have to throw some food away from the fridge at this point? Yeah, you know, I looked up all the information online, and they say if it's over like five or six hours, it's supposed to be bad. Mm-hmm. I opened up the fridge this morning, and keep in mind, it had been closed since the power went out at 3.50 yesterday. Everything was still cold in there. Yeah. Like, I got a drink out of the fridge, and it was like really cold. Mm-hmm. So I shut the door in a hurry. Yeah. So I'm going to try to ride this thing out. But <laughs> if they don't get this thing fixed soon, we're going to have to throw it all away. Yeah, we uh, we had a, I don't know, what, like a pound of ground beef? Yeah, so your fridge must be a lot better than ours, because I opened ours at like five o'clock this morning when the power came back on and it was not cold it was oh, it was no. lukewarm at best and we had some meat in there and so uh, we had, i threw that away we'll probably get rid of the dairy and all that sort of stuff yeah too. uh so we talked to kelly young this morning from aes and she said at 9 a.m this morning they still had forty-two thousand people who didn't have power right and, and listen i'm not going to criticize the folks that are out there working right now the oh. folks in the trucks yeah driving oh, around. Geez, those guys are the best man those guys are the absolute best but if you look at the top of the leadership chain here at AES, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, what's the contingency plan? Because, heaven forbid, there's ever any sort of attack on the grid. We've talked about this for a long time. Yeah. The next major attack on the United States isn't going to be like a 9-11-style plane in the buildings or bombs like Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something on the power grid. Yep. Because look how crippled people are without it. No banking on their phones, right. yep. no food to eat. Yep. If you have an electric car, where are you charging that bad oh, boy yeah. at right now? All the guys with the Tesla are getting You're right. Never thought of the Tesla owners. So what's the backup plan? Because the storm yesterday was really bad really quick. Yeah. But it wasn't like it was sustained hurricane winds for like hours and hours. It was a quick gust and then boom. Trees are down. Lightning strikes. I get that. Power goes out. But man, here we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going on almost, you know, by the time our show starts, it'll be 24 hours. Yeah. And a lot of folks still... Nothing. How did you entertain yourself last night other than writing that Bruce Springsteen song? So I was able to, uh, we have chargers in our house for the phones. Mm -hmm. So juiced up the phones. And sat on, and and sat on social media all night. Yeah. Just looked at stuff online, watched stupid videos. (laughs) Um, That's what I was doing. And at one point I had the flashlight, you know, the, the light on the phone to give me some light. And Jim said to me, you're draining your battery. You know, when you're using the light and the phone to watch watch videos and everything and I thought you're right I got to stop doing that because that was my alarm and I was afraid how am I going to wake up am I going to just sleep right through if we don't have power in the morning and we held on to the uh, power bricks for that very reason because my wife has to get up super early Mm -hmm. and uh, I charged my phone a lot on my car last night oh I did well we went through all of our battery charges we've got the portable chargers as well drained all of those and the two of us sat in her car um, with the garage garage door open (laughs) so we could charge our phones for a little bit last 
last night. Yeah, um, I it's uh, it it's an interesting. You go just a few hours without electricity, and you realize how beholden you are to it. Yeah, I'm addicted to electricity. Absolutely, a one hundred percent. Like some people are addicted to crack, some people are addicted to gambling. <laughs> I am addicted, well, to gambling, but also to electricity. Um, so I was thinking about Nigel last night when there was no power because you know him and I have this thing with Little House on the Prairie and I was just like man you guys were prepared for it is this really what it was like um now granted we we do have plumbing indoor plumbing now but uh you know nothing you can't cook anything you can't see anything there's and I kept and I even said to you Jim well this is why Charles played the fiddle and he says what are you talking what about are you Charles talking play? About? I had no idea I don't Charlie watch, Daniels I don't what are we talking about I don't watch Little House on the Prairie <laughs> Little House on the Prairie oh yeah. of course it was a Little House on the Prairie reference. Well, because yeah. that was the entertainment. And and at one point when we did get in the car <laughs> to charge our phone and we turned on the radio and, it, you know, listening to WIBC and I thought, oh, thank God, there's some some other noise coming into the area other than each other. Okay, so question to go around the horn here. If you have to go 24 hours mm-hmm. without either running water, and that counts toilet, yeah. can't take a hot shower or whatever, or electricity, uh-huh. which would you rather go without? Oh, I not, e- not even close. I'm going without water. Not, really? not, not even close. Yeah. Oh, I can't do without water. No, 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 no. I can't do without. I, water. I could sit in the dark for for a day. You but... could barely sit in the dark for an hour last night. You kept looking at me, going, "I'm bored. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with myself." <laughs> an did. hour in. I know, but I managed, right? But you know, I just said I was going to come up here and shower because you know how I am about the water. I know. Got to be clean. But let's just say somebody has to go number two, <laughs> and it's not like you can get you mean rid like of it. Like when at the that bathrooms point. were broken here all week long (laughs) ridiculous kevin what about you if you have to go 24 hours without either electricity or toilet slash water what is it i would go without electricity Mm. because i could just read a book or play an instrument or you read a book during the daytime yeah well yeah that's that is a good point i I guess like you know by candlelight i could light a fire Mm -hmm. outside and what about you Man, I can always go to the gas station and punish their toilet. So <laughs> I feel like I I would get, I mean, I, w- I kept trying to turn the light switches on because I'm a dummy. Mm-hmm. Like I'd go yeah, into another room and turn the light switch on. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. There's no lights. You know, it's not can't working. do any dishes, can't do any laundry, can't do anything around the house. What do you, uh, do you have, are you taking a long weekend? I uh, am. I, I'm off on Monday. I'm oh, taking no, a long I'll be weekend. here Monday. Oh, okay, are you? Yes, I was yes. just curious if you had big plans for 4th of July, and it, that's actually going to happen on Tuesday for well, you. Well, 4th of July, we are firework people, so nice. we are going to blow crap up. Right. Like, we've got, like, almost military-grade fireworks, the kind that's going to tick off everybody's dogs and everybody's old mm-hmm. elderly grandpa. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to explode. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be here on Monday. Uh, Nigel's off. I think Guy Relford's filling in. We'll have a very special 4th of July preview show. And uh, I think everybody's off on the 4th. And what do you have coming up this afternoon? Well, more on this uh, power situation around Central Indy. The Supreme Court. Boy, they are taking it to the Democrats today. Yeah. And uh, the biggest stories of the day and Beer Sample Friday. Awesome. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. (laughs) 